Welcome to season two of Talking Element. Aaron is not with us today, even though he gave the message. Today I'm sitting down with the G's. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. For the rest of this year, we're going to be going through the Songs of Ascent. Uh, we're also gearing up for a churchwide push for gospel communities. Uh, and church-wide events as a whole. We just had baptisms, which were a lot of fun. Ooh. Hope we were able to make it. Uh, we're gonna do pumpkin killing in October. Uh, and looking forward to Christmas. And we're doing a new series called The Songs of Ascent leading up to Christmas. Uh, and during that, what we thought we would do is actually take uh, a little different route through Talking Element uh, and talk about kind of each theme uh, of each week of the Psalms and talk about how we have seen and experienced that theme of the week. Uh, lived out through gospel community uh, and just talk about how community life helps bring about discipleship and uh, the one another's and uh, ultimately leads us to uh, hopefully leads us to further understanding of who God is. With the G's, uh, we have been leading a group called Storytellers uh, for the past couple of years. We started about a year and a half before COVID hit. Uh, and so, and then and then we're branching out now and we'll be leading two different groups. Before we get into kind of story time, uh, Michelle, would you mind uh, kind of talking about your part uh, in, here at Element, your new role? Sure. So as of a few weeks ago, I am now uh, Element's gospel community liaison, which I finally learned to spell. Nice. There's a lot of eyes in there. There's a lot of eyes. A lot of eyes. So many eyes. <laughs> but I'm really honored to serve in this role, essentially serving as a support um, really for all of our gospel community leaders, providing pastoral care, trying to help them realize their goals, whether it be in terms of mission or developing community within their group. Um, maybe rethinking structure in a way that's sustainable and flexible for the people in their group. Um, as far as sharing life together. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. What's that you're holding in your hand? This would be <laughs> our new gospel community handbook. This was a uh, tool we collaborated on. Um, and the idea was to kind of reflect on the questions we've had over the years in gospel community and thinking about strategizing with gospel community and trying to address those in one place. And you know, this won't be the only resource, of course, but I think it's a good start. Mm. Um, how does Element envision gospel communities? What are some of the issues that we've run into? Um, giving leaders ideas on how to navigate certain aspects of gospel community life. So yeah, pretty excited about it. With that, if you would like a copy of that, you can find a PDF located in the show description notes uh, below. Uh, it is open. Anyone can read it. It's not just for leaders. Uh, in fact, we encourage people to read it so that you can help us understand the vision, the mission, uh, and help us reach the goals of it. Um, and so what are we looking at in terms of the fall and where are we headed right now? What What is our timeline looking like? Yeah, we have a lot going on as far as gospel communities go at Element. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, we have our gospel community launch day coming up on September 26th. So that's going to be after our two services now, two services in the barn. Uh, the idea is to have everyone that's interested in exploring the various gospel communities um, that are relaunching come to the barn 
find out more, uh, maybe talk with the leaders of the various groups that will be available, and we'll be sharing info about each of those groups and their kickoff events. And the kickoff event, if you go to one, doesn't mean you're a member of that group. You can go to as many of them as you want. Non-committal. Non-committal, check them out, (laughs) get to know the people of the group, find out more of their ethos and what makes each group tick, because every gospel community is different. uh, One thing we're doing is asking every group to prepare a one sheet, is what we're calling it. Basically, all of the basic information for that group, their vision, what they envision their structure looking like. So that way, as people explore the various groups out there, they'll have a better idea of what that involvement might look like. Changing subjects a little bit, uh, Psalm 120, uh, the theme is repentance. And for you guys, what is repentance? Well, for me, uh, repentance just means to return to kind of what we were originally called for. I like the word return to, I think, um, or a homecoming even, Mm -hmm. like coming home to who God is, to what he's called us to, turning away from something and coming back. And there's, for for believers, there's an initial one, right? There's salvation, there's there's the the homecoming for the first time. Surrender. Uh uh, The surrendering our will and our lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then there's an ongoing repentance uh, of of the everyday normal stuff. And this is where I really wanted to take a few moments and share uh, just kind of our journey uh, within storytellers. One one aspect of of repentance, of uh, an everyday kind of thing where we thought we got it kind of right, and then turns out we missed the mark a little bit, uh, which we'll talk about. Uh, but what what happened in, within Storytellers where repentance kind of played a role uh, in, in the life of the community? Well, so for me, um, I got myself involved in a, a little bit of sin for a season of Storytellers. I was lying to my wife and my community um, kind of about how I was doing about processing moving forward with therapy. Um, There's a lot of kind of administrative process that just went awry, and I got kind of trapped in this um, white lies that, like, got very big for, I don't know, how long was it? Like, six months, nine months or something until I, like, came clean. And when I did that, I confessed to Michelle that I was lying, and then I confessed to our group um, as a whole that, like, I lied. Um, And that was kind of like a multi-layered thing. So it was repentance in kind of my own life, um, then repentance with me and Michelle, and then kind of the group at large and even, like, community members as as well. It was messy. (laughs) Why why was it important to talk to the community about it. I think left to my own self, I would have preferred no one to know. Um, but that's what allowed sin to kind of fester and build in, in my life. Um, and when I was convicted, um, before I told my wife, I realized that like it has to be a lot bigger than just me acknowledging like shortcomings. Um, I also involved um, part of the gospel community in my life. Like, I shared something to them that was not true. Um, So there was also this, like, calling to, like, make right with the people that I have, like, sinned against. And how how did the group respond? How did the community—how did that go? Bittersweet. Um, 
I think whenever anyone is in sin, it's going to feel strange and isolating. Um, I was met with kindness. Um, people heard me. They said they accepted me. They were grateful for me kind of confessing. Um, and then it just kind of went back to normal. Um, there was like a few opportunities like with you and a few other people in the group that went a little bit deeper, but it often felt kind of like it was just falling flat. Like I did this, now we don't really know what to do with this. And so I felt like I overshared. I felt very vulnerable and exposed. Mm -hmm. And um, on one hand, it was nice knowing that people didn't leave and I still loved and accepted. But on the other hand, I felt like I was not, like, gospeled. Like, I didn't know. Like, I really needed to hear that, like, God still loved me and had me. How were, Michelle, and how were you, how was the experience a little different for you? Well, I've come to find out it was very different. Mm. Um, you know, I, I really felt embraced by our gospel community and by my friends outside RGC as well. I had, you know, I had a friend drop everything from the Bay Area and say, okay, we're going to be down there this weekend just so she could spend time with me. We could process things um, so I wouldn't be alone kind of navigating that. We had friends in our gospel community that we didn't even know as well as we do now, you know, offered to watch our kids so we could go to counseling. Um, I think of specific things like that that were just so beautiful. It was interesting, you know, we were talking about this. I remember I suggested to you, hey, we should, you know, let's talk with John about this. It was such a beautiful story of our <laughs> go us, you know, right. our community walked through this. Yeah. <laughs> and we were on a date. Don't bring stuff up like this on dates. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a date. And I float this idea by John. And I love how honest you were. And, and it really, I think it showed me like, wow, we have some very different narratives about how this went down. And that's when John shared, you know, actually I feel like it's not as rosy of a story as you maybe thought mm. on this side of it. The absence maybe of, of deeper care, of deeper gospeling that could have happened in that space. I think the hardest part for me was not just the sin, but the nature of my sin, like it became very identity forming. It was, I am a liar. Mm -hmm. And that was like what I believed for that season. But in that moment of sin, I felt like that was all I was. And like I could acknowledge like the group created space and did these things and I'm so grateful for that. Because without that, like it would have gone exponentially worse. Um, but it was just, I felt alone in that identity. Like I sinned, I am marred by this and I'm fundamentally different and disqualified. It was a really kind of lonely and isolating feeling and I'm thankful that like I don't feel like that anymore. God's like brought me out of that and like really changed my heart and a lot of things. But it was messy. It was not this smooth linear process that I wanted it to be. Yeah, so she comes in and she goes, well, I got some news for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so she, she shared kind of what you, you shared and, and it hit me kind of hard because, and not, not cause I really genuinely, I don't think we pat ourselves on the back for that, that time frame, but 
had I looked back, I would have thought it was this this cool thing that God did and, and worked through. And I think He did, yeah. uh, despite us. Um, and and it really helped show me personally that what I tend to do is I will check in on milestones and I'll check in like, oh, hey, did you do this thing you, you said you would do? Okay, cool. Then I'm, then we're, we're good, right? There's good progress. And I'm not looking at the harder, the heart issue. And I'm not, like you said, gospeling on he, communicating what you need to hear on that you're still loved and accepted. Even if you didn't do the thing, because the thing doesn't matter in the mm-hmm. end. It's it's who you are in Christ, and and so that really was a wake up call uh, for me uh, this week. And and uh, I think we had a chance to for me to communicate yeah. that, uh, which I think just deepened our relationship even more. Aaron has mentioned this a few times over the years. Um, I guess that sin originally was an archery term oh, about missing the mark, and that. I remember there was this moment, like, I think I was in college, where like, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like, that changes everything because it really kind of transforms our understanding of, of sin and repentance from just this stop doing that egregious thing. Because you didn't do an egregious mm-hmm. thing in this case. I think you walked with our family through that. You committed to loving us and accepting us. No one came to our house with pitchforks and kicked us out of storytellers. But yet there was something deeper that was lacking there. And so to think of repentance and, okay, where did we miss the mark of what God, of the ideal that God has set before us? How does God minister to us in those moments? And now you going forward and committing to being more like Jesus in similar scenarios. It's an interesting take, I think, on repentance in ways that maybe we don't often think of it. I think repentance is really wonderful. And I wouldn't be doing talking element if I didn't think repentance was meaningful, not just between me and Christ, but me and the community. I don't want it to be this like either or thing Mm -hmm. where it's like you either have this picture and it works out perfectly um, and it's all good or all bad. I don't think it's like that. I think it's kind of this both and where I didn't know how to communicate what I needed and I didn't feel like I had that space or freedom because once again I was in that identity of like I am a liar I am less than and so for me to try and like speak to what I needed would have been weird so it's just kind of like both and it's like fascinating just to think of like how else am I missing the mark you know in ways I don't even realize like how is God continually calling us to something that's deeper and, and a more accurate portrayal of who he is in our lives. And so I think about walking that out in gospel community. I love the idea of, you said, you know, repentance is like coming home and you come home to a family, you come home to God, your creator and, and the family he's placed us into. And, and I think repentance, just it, there is that sense where it, we are more like family because of it, and and so I really appreciate you guys, and, and thank you for sharing and um, being willing to be honest about this. And for whoever watches, uh, gospel community is messy. It is it is hard to share life with each other. It is hard to be vulnerable, to be honest, to uh, assess where we miss the mark. Even if it's not a greaser sin, it is just not quite what Jesus would have for us. Uh, and to be honest and, and to share uh, what we could be do better next time with. 
uh, and then to extend grace uh, to each other when uh, when we do miss that mark because we miss that mark all the time. <laughs> we are not Christ, uh, but through grace, through uh, experiences, we can get a little bit closer day by day uh, through his work of sanctification. So we hope that this story helps you in some way, helps form uh, what we all strive for in gospel community. We by no means uh, hit the nail on the head and we'll mess up again, uh, but hopefully it is a, a picture of, of uh, the kingdom of God, of, of people being honest and, and um, returning home. And so with that, we'll be back next week with a different story and a little bit more about gospel communities for those who might be interested. Thanks, Elmer.